file is a dumb bitch. I mean, I just don't want to see either of the two of them make the final two. I just don't want to see it. It just kills me. Come on in, guys. This is Tally the Votes, a Survivor podcast with your hosts, Jordan and Josh. Every episode, we'll be covering a single season of Survivor and offering up our take on everything from the cast to the twists and everything in between. So whether you're more of a snake or a rat, let's go back to the beach beginnings and go on the adventure. Hi, True. Josh. Hello, hello. How are you? Hey, good. how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Yes. We're both having some wine. We are. We both are not working. Yeah. We one of us got a text. I'm turning <laughs> that off right now. <laughs> Wasn't me. Um, we are finally recording in person. Yeah. How is that for you? It's weird. It's weird. Right now, I'm just trying not to move this chair too much right now because the chair has a little bit of a squeakage. A little squeak. It's fine. I think we're enough feet apart. Yeah. Just to reiterate for the audience who wants to cancel us. Um, Until we start screaming and spitting our opinions. Yeah. Which we might. Um, But I'm good. I'm excited to see you. Yes, we do. I saw you on the weekend. Mm -hmm. We sat in a field. (laughs) I think many episodes have begun. Well, I saw you on the weekend. We sat at a park. We sat at a park the other day. I'm tired of the park. Yeah. One day we're not going to be at the park. We're going to be completely elsewhere. How have you felt about these park things? I have actually really liked it. I never used to be a park person before. Same. I think I was always like, I'll take the beach any day. But now I actually feel like I may be more of a park person. The only tricky thing is that for a lot of these parks... There's not a bathroom situation. Yes. Which is very challenging. There was a bathroom at the park we were at. Was so it a tree? No, the one oh, on yeah, the yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was the first, first bathroom that should have opened. Um, <laughs> yeah, they needed to have a better rollout. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm also not a park person. I'm also not a beach person. Are you an outdoor person? No, you know no. me so. <laughs> yeah, and I guess right now I'm like the, like, you know, the, the threat of ticks. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I completely forgot about <laughs> until the other day and I was laying in bed and I was like, holy shit, out of the last like 10 times I've been to a park, do you think I've come into contact? Probably. This could be my, my Lyme adventure. <laughs> I, we were we were out a few weeks ago and it mm-hmm. went into the night. Mm-hmm. This is such a, like a convoluted story. And then we came home, and I felt the mosquitoes, but then was like, I'm fine. And then the next morning, I was like, oh. I'm not. I'm not well. <laughs> and I used to say, like, they don't like me, but I think. They, yeah, they've decided. Yeah. In a pandemic, they'll like They don't anybody. care. <laughs> I also do like how your microphone is on top of a Reese Witherspoon book. It's a whiskey in a teacup. Whiskey in a teacup. I've never actually heard of this book. Yeah, it is her lifestyle, home decor, recipe, furniture, antidotes from the South <laughs> book. Was this like a, her pre-Renaissance era? No, this was post-Renaissance. Oh, Renaissance. My friend, you know her, Felicia, got it for me for my birthday. Oh, so sweet. Yes. Shout out to Felicia. We hear you, girl. We She's see you. definitely not listening. <laughs> no, for sure not. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's so interesting because you thought this would have this book would have come out 
in like her struggle not struggling era but kind of that rom-com she did by nancy meyer's daughter yeah um feels like home mm, no home home again home alabama home again home again again. (laughs) yeah and then the arrest let's talk about your arrest not now no (laughs) um yes yeah but (laughs) i was gonna say that your mosquito bites were a good segue because you being so bug bitten is actually kind of the struggle of a Survivor contestant. And you know where we've seen Survivor contestants? Where? On Survivor. And you know what season of Survivor we just watched? Vanuatu. Islands of Fire. Mm-hmm. Season 9. Oh, sorry, my chair. Not, no, it's fine. Uh, not season 10. No. Because I keep thinking, because we put um, Amazon and Thailand together. We did, yeah. Rightfully so. That we're in sync with the episode numbers, mm-hmm. but we're actually, oh, the season numbers, but we're not. Yeah. So that's a bit of an issue. I sound like I'm really low, so I'm going to get a bit closer. A little bit closer Hello. to this mic. Um, but yeah, we're on season nine. Nine? Yep. Episode eight of our own podcast. We were just FaceTiming with Sasha's mom <laughs> before we walked in. And he's like, yeah, Josh is coming over to record their Survivor podcast. She's like, oh, they have a podcast? And he's like, yeah, like we told you. She's like, oh no. And she's like, you don't watch Survivor. She's like, no, if it's on, I watch it. I guess she's going to be a guest host. Well, then he explained it to her. She's like, oh, I don't have that kind of time. Okay. I was like, all right. I get it. Let's do me. Either do I. (laughs) Sure. Oh, I also just want to say our All Stars episode did very well. It was an All Star episode. It was an All Star episode. And I got some feedback (gasps) finally from listeners. There are people listening. Oh my God. And, uh,. It was great to hear that people, one, are listening, two, enjoyed it, and three, mm-hmm. I personally felt it was a very fun episode. I had a good time. But don't you think the seasons provide that? I think that, yeah, when you look at like the first eight seasons, definitely the ones that we had more fun watching, I think we had more fun talking about. Yeah. And the ones that we didn't really love talking or watching, we didn't love talking about. Thailand. Great segue into this current season. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm so curious to get into this season because I feel like this might be our first, like, our most polarizing opinion episode yet. So I I think what I'll say before we really get into it Mm -hmm. is that this is, to quote you, very much a post-merge show. Mm. And by post-merge, I even mean, like, the last five episodes. Yeah. 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 Because everything before that... Maybe after the first, like, the premiere and then the second episode mm-hmm. gets a little repetitive and dull. Yeah. Um, I remember because we, we took, like, a little while to actually finish this season. And yeah. I remember early on, I was like, Jordan hasn't texted me once about his thoughts about the season so far. Shit. But isn't that telling? Yeah. Yeah. I was getting scared for, for a second. But I was like, no, he's just keep holding on. Keep holding on. And then you're right, it is those last five episodes that I think make the season more or less worth it. Yeah, I agree. Because when we were at the park on the weekend, I had mentioned to you, we actually both revealed to each other, hey, we're stuck on this season. (laughs) Yeah. And I hadn't watched anything past like the first six episodes until last, sometime mid what, last week. And it wasn't until yesterday. (laughs) Last night. (laughs) That I finally, like actually last night, that I caught up. And... I, it's still probably not top tier for me, no. but it really comes together in the end. Mm-hmm. Not in my favorite way, and we'll get into that, yeah. but I think... Yeah, what did you think of the season? I think... Well, I have to look at it like... 
this was almost like a relaunch, not a relaunch of the show, but it's coming out of its all-star season. So it kind of is the most, it's like a fresh beginning for them. So they almost needed to really capture like a really great season to follow up All-Stars. Even though All-Stars, again, wasn't the most amazing, it felt kind of more epic than usual. So they needed season nine to feel minimum great. And I don't know if it hit that note. I don't know if it ticked off the boxes that they wanted it to tick off. Yeah. But I'm going to compare it overall to Survivor One World with Kim Spradlin. In that... Wow. Two seasons that are men versus women. I sounded like Eileen Davidson. Wow. (laughs) Two seasons that are men versus women. But I think that where One World doesn't have that many complex, interesting characters, it does have a very amazing winner. Whereas Vanuatu, I don't dislike the winner at all. And I think that the winner played a decent game. But I think that the characters are better in Vanuatu. Yeah, I think the final six or seven, mm-hmm. when it starts teetering around that core group that we see go mostly to the end, yeah, is when it becomes the most interesting. I think your One World comparison is great, because One World, I don't think, is the best season. I, I, again, showing myself that I've watched so many out of order. Yeah. But it is Kim's season. Yeah. And conversely, to your point, this isn't Chris's season, the winner, but mm-hmm. it is... Eliza's, Scouts, Twyla's, yeah. Amy's. It's a women's uh, season. Leanne. Mm-hmm. She forgot the E at the end. I thought it was Leanne. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Oh, it's completely a women's season. Yeah. It's and, like One World is the, the season that Vanuatu was almost with like a women's alliance that dominated. And Vanuatu, it's almost like, you know, Arrested Development. Like this is the story of the women's alliance that had everything and then it crumbled apart. Like they had everything it took to do it and then came like the final seven when all of a sudden they didn't have it anymore. Well, that was what's most interesting to me. And I think this may be one of the few times that I was not actively rooting for the women just Mm. because they crumbled in the end. And I know we ended last episode, All Stars, basically saying women and it's a queer season, (laughs) which we can get into later because it is. And you were right. But, yeah, they fumble mm-hmm. when they choose not to vote out Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of happy that they did because this wasn't a women's alliance that was strong at its core. Mm-mm. And it really showed the divisiveness between the two, the two alliances within the alliance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it starts off interesting it starts off chaotic. The Very season. chaotic. Spears, pig slaughtering, volcano, rocks, <laughs> nature. <laughs> News. This was this show. This show also leading into like the fear factor element a little bit. Not mm-hmm. so much like the food challenges, but more so the like this. Vol- we're gonna put them on this island. There's yeah. an active volcano. Yeah. And then this happens, and there's that whole episode with the shaky cams, and the volcano erupts, whatever happens. Oh, you know the cameramen were just, like, oh, shaking those cameras. And it's interesting to see that, because I don't think they're filling up the season, not that they didn't have anything, mm-hmm. but they didn't have anything really till the end. No. Yeah. I mean, it had 18 people in the cast, which was, like, the second time the show did that after All Stars, but All Stars at least broke up the 18 into three different tribes. Here, it was just two tribes, men versus women. It's the second time that men versus women has happened since and Amazon. How many more times does it happen after? Uh, well, One World, I think that's it. 
I'm surprised they've never had Survivor, like, men versus women in the title. Yeah. I'll call Mark Burnett. And no, I'll... don't. No. <laughs> Not now. Yeah, that is curious. But, I don't know. Very, yeah, it does start off on a very um, hectic note. First episode, I think, is kind of strong enough. Second episode, okay, still strong. Yeah. But then it kind of fades away a little bit. Yeah, and that's when it lost me, mm-hmm. I think. It also became repetitive in that Eliza um, became the scapegoat for them because they just, for I think really five episodes, mm-hmm. just one. They tried to vote her out and no one could vote her out. Yeah. Which I have to change my opinion. I now stand. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about Eliza. Eliza, what a character. A 21-year-old girl who annoys the shit out of her castaways. Like, her fellow castaways, I should say. And I get it at the beginning, because she's introduced in a, such a hyper-edit. Mm-hmm. And as someone who talks very fast... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I completely relate. Yeah. Um, but it was quite jarring to just see myself on screen. <laughs> I love that this is like your most relatable. Like, oh, that's me. I was like, oh, nine seasons mm. in, I found myself. There and it's I a girl am. with the big eyes and the loud <laughs> mouth and the fast voice. Yeah. No, but she's complicated. She's twenty one, but mm-hmm. she comes off actually quite older. Yeah. Um, I'm saying this as a twenty nine year old. Yeah. But I feel like she's mature and a bit chaotic and a little messy, like that twenty twenty one year old messy that you are at that mm-hmm. age. But it's not a disservice to her. I think she sets people off, particularly mostly the older women yeah. and nobody else. No. So really just scout into Twilight. Yeah. She's got one of like the, that keener attitude, I yeah. think, that really rubs people the wrong way. And especially the older crowd. Yeah. And I think I have to give her some kudos because we've seen this pattern on reality TV shows before. I'm not mentioning the show I always mention, but you know, like, mm-hmm. that one contestant they try to get out for so long. Yeah. And she made it really far. Just, like, cockroaching her way to the end. Final yeah. four. Because I watched Fan versus Favorites yeah. before we had gotten into the podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is a favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But now I stand, and now it makes that um... <clears throat> Fan versus favorite moments with the hidden idol. Oh, so much funnier. Fucking stick. <laughs> I am actually very surprised that Eliza has not come back for like a third time even. But I do know like obviously now I think she's running for a Manhattan DA. She's in like the politics world. But just like a year or two ago she was on The Amazing Race. Oh really? They got a bunch of um, previous Big Brother contestants and Survivor contestants and paired them up in teams. So she was on a team with, with- a, a fellow Survivor contestant that you haven't met yet. Do we like them? Uh, I'm interested to see your opinion of her. Oh, it's a woman. Yeah. Women. She offers she offers a lot, but <laughs> sometimes it's a little bit too forced. Kind of like Eliza sometimes. Exactly. But yeah, I'm interested to see this player. I'm also so interested in like the CBS family that they just circle mm. around these three shows that they have mm-hmm. and put everybody together. It's Although very they, incestuous at points. But they never bring bring Big Brother players to Survivor. They brought one, yeah. You're gonna have to wait for that. Oh. Uh Oh, now they brought two. Yeah. And one of them returned twice. So, both men. So we don't have to get too excited about it. But, uh, yeah. They've never brought... Oh, no. Same. Amazing Race was Natalie and Nadia. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they never actually cast a Survivor contestant on Big Brother. Yeah, because I was actually thinking of that. Mm-hmm. I just said I wasn't going to mention the show that I always mention. On mention it all. But I'm mentioning it all. I think... I was watching Survivor and I was like, it's really interesting... 
<clears throat> because there's a level of bitterness that happens in a show similar to Big Brother mm-hmm. that the juries within the the core of the season can get really nasty yeah. and really bitter. Yeah. And that doesn't really happen in Survivor. One, because the jury can't talk mm-hmm. at uh, Tribal. And Jeff moderates in a way that's a bit not controlling, but just holding his hand over everybody, mm-hmm. kind of. Where Julie Chen just kind of lets it yeah. run wild. Sorry, Julie Chen Moonves. Oh, yeah, let's get that right. So sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to Eliza. I kind of am a full on stan. Do we want to talk about her her first of two now amazing <laughs> final jury speeches in the in the finale? I okay, so I finished the show last <laughs> night at like two a.m. Yeah, and I was cackling at her jury. She also goes first. Yeah. Let me actually play this out. Yeah. So her the second to last episode is when she's voted out. No, she's voted off out at the, the top of the finale. Sorry. Yeah. So she's voted at the top of the finale. And she, it's that entrance when they all walk into tribal and Jeff goes, Eliza voted out at last uh, mm-hmm. tribal. And she cracks her neck almost shooting a look <laughs> at Chris and I yeah. bark. <laughs> so then she had um, her final jury speech and she was the first person to speak to the final two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, was that prepared. Oh. Uh. She rehearsed that probably, like, nine times to her fellow jurors. But it was... Oh, 100%. I actually was pitching her walking <laughs> in her hotel room mm-hmm. or wherever they stay. Pacing. Just pacing, being like, Twyla, you're a dumb, stupid bitch. <laughs> bitch. Just really making sure she got the right inflections on the right words, for sure. But I love that she doesn't fine bitch to be a female no, no. a female uh, no. pejorative she applies it right over to Chris as well <laughs> I screamed she's like I didn't know that you were a deceptive bitch either she might as well, like it was such a good moment and that was like pretty the, like Twyla's answer again it was the first answer for the jurors she fumbled that so hard and that I think was her demise I think in the end or yeah. the, the beginning of her jury demise. She yeah. didn't. She didn't give the jury what they wanted. Well, we, I'm gonna get to Twilight in a minute because yeah. I have a few bones to pick. Okay. But I think I completely agree because if she had just said sorry, mm-hmm. this is the problem with the game and also the good thing about it is that people forget. Yes, it is personal, but it's also strategic. Strategic. Yeah. So I think Chris played a great final jury because he was being full of shit. Yeah. But Twyla was like, Twyla, lover, hater, she's very much who she is. Twyla is Twyla. And she refused to apologize. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was her demise. Actually, I completely agree with what you said. But also Eliza, I think, set them up yeah. a little bit because she knew Twyla just would not apologize Yeah, I anyway. think she knew exactly what she was going to get out of Twyla and she just wanted to highlight it. For I also love that she just said, I want you both to say sorry to me. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite jury questions so far. That just like one? a like purely petty, I want an apology. So good. I was thinking, because I posted it on Twitter, and I was like, will the response to this be, yeah, it's a great speech, but it's a little mean, and she puts them down. But when it comes, like to quote Jerry at the reunion, mm-hmm. this is an entertainment show at the end of the yeah. day. And sometimes, like... The Sue Hawk speech in season one, mm-hmm. as we talked about, is is and was the blueprint for what you can do yep. on television. But Sue wasn't trained, right? Mm-hmm. And 
there hadn't been any re- reality shows to what we know of at this point at yeah. that time. But then this is what, 2005? Four. Four. Yeah. So we're starting to come more into this, like, that middle of the 2000s, late 2000s yeah. pop culture moment. Yeah. So Eliza was starting to know. She was also 21. Mm-hmm. But as much as it was put on, I would much rather watch that than the two men who got up there. Yeah. Like, are you talking about Sarge? Yeah. That was just kind of, like, like nasty in a way that wasn't entertaining exactly. to me. And I think it even kind of, like, hurt Twyla, because she brought it up at the end, and she was like, that... That's that was nice. Yeah, that was not nice. Whereas Eliza's, I think, towed that entertainment factor perfectly. Yeah, I think she did that perfectly. I think, yeah, no, you 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 hit it, the nail on the head. I think she knew what she was giving us. Mm-hmm. Honest, mostly performative, like ten percent. Mm-hmm. But like, give me a show. Yeah. With your eyes. Yeah. She stormed that runway. <laughs> She did. Yeah. She has very much that energy of that ANTM clip of the girl walking <laughs> in and walking out of the audition. I don't know. It's just not for me. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Clomping out. Um, when we ended the All Stars episode, mm-hmm. you did, and we mentioned this when we were chatting at the park, mm-hmm. Amy. Oh, I'm going to like completely fangirl out on Amy right now. Amy, I think, is my favorite complex female villain of like the first era of Survivor, bar none. I think that her performance in this season is just like chillingly perfect. Bubba is not part of the tribe. He's making plans with the other team. That's. Can you see Michael Jordan whispering over to the other team what their next play is? Hell no. He's not on our team. He's out. I'm done with him. I agree. I mm-hmm. think she comes in like a hurricane. Yeah. There's that whole. Who does she fight with? Is it Twyla? She fights with. Or um, Scout. She is actually pretty. Chill for the first few episodes. I think you're thinking of Mia fighting Oh, with sorry. I'm Listen, thinking of Mia. Mia and Amy have the same name, but just rearranged letters. <laughs> so it's okay. But Amy, you know, Amy's first confessional in the season is, like, she, she talks about how she never, she never feels second to a man. And that, like, is the Amy Cusack experience for season nine. Yeah. Because she is ride or die, women only, until her demise. Yeah, I think... I stand her. She's also a lesbian. Uh, she is, I think she's bi, or at least just queer, because I think she's now married to a man, if I am correct. T. Okay, mm-hmm. because there's the Loved Ones episode, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was fine. Actually, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But it's her girlfriend at the time yeah. who she plays with. And it was so nice just to see that kind of momentary queer representation on the show of her shouting out her girlfriend. She also wins that immunity challenge, yeah. which was great to see. Yeah. No, but she's very... Is this the, the Great Gardens in me? She's very staunch. Mm-hmm. She's very a little bit uh, cold to the point mm-hmm. that it's a little bit unnerving. Yeah. Where I which think is great. Her first victim is Bubba, and that's because they swap tribes. Amy sees that Bubba's trying to send a signal to the other tribe at the immunity challenge. She's like, not on my fucking watch. Basically, she flat out tells him, like, well, we weren't going to vote you up first, but after I saw that, like, you're, you're done. Next episode, she chooses Lisa, like, another woman on her tribe, to get out. And she does that because Lisa makes a joke where Lisa's like, oh, can you show me, like, where, where this is, just in case you're not around? <laughs> Amy hears that, and then she's like, well, fuck you. And she completely tells Lisa to her face, like, I don't trust you anymore. There goes Lisa. Next one is Rory, who Amy was never really a fan of to begin with. 
completely ices him out when they yeah. merge. And then after that, it's just like she is the queen bee. Amy, you're cocky. I'm cocky. I'm also one of the most giving, loving, caring people. Well, it's a nice I, balance. I'm competing with all my heart now. I got no cushions. I got nobody to rely on. It's me all the way. Until she meets her demise, yeah. and it's such a sad demise because it's the episode before when mm -hmm. Thing leaves. Leanne. Leanne. Yeah. Lean. And then I think Amy leaves either the episode after. Right after. Right after, yeah. yeah. And she's completely caught off guard by Leanne. And then that kind of bleeds into her being caught off guard mm -hmm. by herself. Yeah. And I found that interesting because I think she played a very hard, fast game at the beginning. And mm -hmm. she just didn't have the the foresight to kind of bring it to the end. Yeah. And no one could wrangle Eliza. No. Which I think if they had just brought her on properly, here's my thing. They couldn't wrangle Eliza and Scout and Twyla were total wild cards mm -hmm. that they couldn't control. No. So this was a hard women's alliance because three of them were not of the same mindset, mm -hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But we've seen that so many times in initial episodes of reality competition shows in this kind of format where it's that one woman who enters the game and mm -hmm. she's like, okay, women's alliance. Yeah. And there's always one woman who's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> um, did you catch, after Amy was voted out, she was walking away and she puts her middle finger up in the air? Yeah. Love that. I stand. Petty. Um, but it is, it's it's interesting because she did have that kind of like sisterly relationship with Eliza in that I, I liked seeing a villain that was both very nasty to people, but also very, like, warm to others. See, I don't know if I would call her the villain. Exactly, uh, that's, yeah, talk about this. I think Twyla's the villain. Hmm. I think, I think it's a season of, like, anti-heroes. Sure. Where I think everyone's just being their pure, authentic selves, for better and for worse, and the things that they're doing to win... Like, are. this isn't as manipulative or as mean as, like, Johnny Fairplay. Yeah. Or even All-Stars, although it's a separate kind of season. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that it's, yeah, anti-heroes and they're just, like, I mean, I said that, but then there's the whole Twyla issue with the... Swearing on her son. Swearing on her son. Mm -hmm. Where did you fall on that fence? My thing with Twyla, I actually like her a lot as a character because she's so true to who she is yeah. and I liked how from the beginning she seemed like she was a little bit overwhelmed by the game and by the end she was like I'll do anything to win this money people like that just piss me off because they think they're so much better than every freaking buddy else we've got the power Chris I scout like we have the power now I have a great mind sometimes I love it <laughs> which I admire because in that final or second to final immunity challenge in that big house maze mm -hmm. she's flying yeah she can smell that money and scout on the other hand is just she's walking but she's having a good time yeah twyla was very much who she was mm -hmm. but i do think she, in the end i have ice chips in my mouth so i've lost all professionalism it's like that, on that this britney spears recording of her singing break the ice and she's chewing either ice or chips as she's singing cheetos <laughs> Um. Yeah, sorry. I, you said Brittany, and now I'm caught in yeah. Instagram. Like I just see the Instagram. oh twirling. Oh, bless her. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes, Twyla is very much herself, but I think that eventually, like, she really pissed off Eliza, which I was yeah. obsessed with, like front to back. Mm -hmm. And 
<laughs> I think there's that scene, one post-tribal where Eliza just calls her a stupid bitch again. <laughs> they get into it at numerous points. And like the final two episodes, I think, they're just at each other's throats. Yeah, because Eliza goes, yeah, well, maybe if you learned how to play the game better, you would win some competitions. <laughs> And uh, I think Twilight goes, probably not. And Eliza goes, yeah, yeah, you're actually right. Probably wouldn't. And this is why, like, <laughs> Scout is also lying there. And it's just so interesting to see, like, two middle-aged to older women. For sure. Essentially, not bullying, but, like, completely just chilling, having a good time roasting. This young girl. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, the opposite of, like, Amazon with Heidi and Jenna. Yes. Complete opposites. Well, I find that interesting, too, because I find a lot of things interesting. I think... Interesting. <laughs> I think... Really cool. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, when you have, like, again, I said this about Sandra, but like, you would never see Twilight or Scout on TV, like, no. anywhere else. No. Truly. Yeah. And I think that's amazing because they're such singular people mm-hmm. and such characters that the casting process on the show, I mean, can be better. But like, when they're casting for characters, they really know how to find who they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I think. They eventually, those two characters did themselves a disservice in the end to the audience. Scout just stops playing by, like, episode, the final four episodes. Yeah, like, she has that fire under her when the whole Leanne blindside happens, and I was like, ooh, I love this. But then after Amy goes... She takes a nap. She's kind of just like, guys, I'm good. <laughs> I'll see you guys at the go final write a poem. <laughs> like, she's very... So, like, her wording and her inflection and, like, her, her brain is like awe-inspiring in a way at points because the way she speaks I'm fascinated yeah but just as a game player I'm like okay kind of fell asleep at the wheel yeah she did nothing for me Mm -hmm. at all and uh, she kind of filled up a space for the final three that I would have liked to seen somebody else yeah with that said though the Eliza thing did run itself dry by the end because it was just Eliza and Mm -hmm. um, Twyla fighting each other which was a bit exhausting because there was no one there was no third character or fourth character playing in that game. Like, Chris was there, but Chris was just kind of like, as long as I'm not going home, then they can fight all they want. Yeah, and it, I find it just so funny that, like, this is a season that was won by a male. Mm-hmm. was a female-dominated season, which, again, we love to see it. Ugh, love that. But we're only talking about the women. Now, yeah. it's either because it's us and our dynamic <laughs> as friends and also, like, our interest in TV, but also... The edit was mostly the girls. I genuinely just don't think any of the men this season were interesting at whatsoever. all. Like, whatsoever. And a lot of them, like, just really didn't get that much of an edit at all. Mm-hmm. Chris, I will say, I actually, for male winners, I like him. And sure. I'm like, his underdog um, battle Sorry. is almost very, like, Michelle-esque from recent Survivor. Yeah. And that, like, he's on an island all to himself. He'll do anything to stay. And that I kind of admire. And I do think that he he earned his win, but as far as all the other men go, like so bland. Yeah, he there. I can't name any of them right now. I'm blanking mm-hmm. except for Bubba. There's Bubba, Sarge, Chad, who was the first contestant with a prosthetic. Oh, I like Chad. Sweet, but so boring. Also attractive. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Who is the one we're mentioning her name? Mm-hmm. Gahari found attractive. Sarah. Um. This season? Oh, Brady. Brady. Yes. He's very attractive. Yes. Gahari, you've got good taste, girl, because what a man. But oh. <laughs> goes pretty early, so didn't leave an impression on the season overall. No, he didn't, and I thought Chris with his um, uh, missing foot. Chad with his missing leg. Chad yeah. with his, his missing leg. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I added that one out. 
I think Chad with his missing leg was interesting because I think they were now finding themselves in a pattern of casting. Mm-hmm. But Chad was no Christy. If we're comparing yeah. the kind of uh, dynamics yeah. they were looking for. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, very true. Um, do you have any thoughts on Chris's win? To what you said, I found Chris to be a fine winner. Mm-hmm. I like maybe I'm a cliche of myself I would have preferred like Eliza to win oh for sure yeah 100% yeah. I thought she was a way more captivating character and if she had just like sharpened the edges on her game she really mm-hmm. could have gone far because she went way further than she should have yeah like what you would have thought she would have right mm-hmm. and Chris it's in that like episode where it just flips and I've now picked up on what you say he said he has a confessional where he kind of goes um I think he says something along the lines or in the same sentiment of like, it's now my time, one man against five women, yeah. and I can flip this because they're all broken, and yeah. I can go to the end. Something to that effect. And he does. Mm-hmm. And I, he said it, and I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Because yeah. I didn't know he had won before. Mm-mm. Again, yeah, completely blindsided. Completely in the dark. But I was fine with him winning. I didn't find him captivating. I also don't like when it's one man against like five women. Maybe I should root for him, but I don't want to. No. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that one. Of course not. And ugh, he when he won at the finale, he like swore and then jumped off stage and like ran to his family. Oh, yeah. Like, Fuck I, yeah. yeah. Not into that. Yeah, I was like, um, I'm well, remember here. when his wife came in and like she was playing for immunity with him, and he kept being like, "If we don't win this, babe, I'm going home tonight." And then they didn't win, and like he's literally like sobbing, shaking her, and he's like, "I'm going home." I'm go-. His poor wife probably got on that plane that night like in tears. Like shit, I'm yeah, gonna like, see him soon. Yeah. Shit. Like, fuck. Yeah, I didn't care for him. I would have... I mean, he was a fine winner. I knew eventually, in the last few episodes, it was going to his mm-hmm. win. So I could have... I was preparing myself emotionally yeah. for that finale. Yeah. And he did do a better final job in comparison to Twyla. Yeah. Well, I have a question about Twyla. Do you think... Well, actually, let me say my opinion first. Okay. I think... Um, Mayhem Miller. <laughs> actually. Actually, no. Um... Twyla, to me, there is, like, a very big mom problem when it comes to finalists and Survivor and that I think that moms are really uh, judged to a more severe extent in regards to how they, like, play the game as opposed to other people. Because if a, if a mom backstabs you and deceives you, they're a terrible person. Because it's like they've gone against everything that you might see a, a motherly figure stand for. Yeah. And so I wonder if Twyla is like one of the earliest versions of a mom being punished on this show. Mind you, she did like swear on her son's name, which is a very big thing for a lot of people. But I'm curious. Like that didn't offend me. It didn't offend me that much. I think... Like if my mom did that, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, hey, yeah, sis, didn't love it. (laughs) No. And I'm going to have to deal with that for a few months. But she was dragged over the coals for that. She was. And we can talk about this because I think you raised such a... like a compelling comparison where it's Mm -hmm. like Johnny Fairplay's lie was looked at as and not to quote you but I think masterful gameplay deceptive Mm -hmm. villain and good TV good TV yeah where and even at the reunion lauded for being a fun villain yeah where Twyla was raked over the coals Mm -hmm. for saying this one thing which can have uh, more meaning to you depending on who you are. Yeah. But I do agree to your point in that 
I mean, who's won so far? Either young ingenues mm-hmm. or like the um, out of the box kind of female character. Yeah, I mean, there's Tina, but again, this was season two. Like, it was a it was a, it was different, a different group show. of players yeah. who were very like, yeah. It, it, even from seasons one and two to nine, there has been like an evolution of the game for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was Sandra, but Sandra was up against Lil. Oh, oh my god. Two contrasts. I was thinking yesterday, Lil walked so um, Twyla could yeah. swear on her And her inner voice got open. <laughs> for sure. 100%. No, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. Because if a man had done that, I, I'm, I don't even think it's a man. I think it's more, like you said, the mother depiction. Mm-hmm. Like, solely based on the word and what it means. Yeah. And... Yeah, I have no problem with what she did. I like it's not great, but like whatever. Yeah, it's a show. It's a game. You got to do what you got to do. But she really seemed to have pissed a lot of people off because Leanne was upset. Amy mm-hmm. was upset at the reunion. Yeah, which you didn't watch, but I watched like five minutes of, so that's yeah. why I'm basing it off. Her. Perfect. Eliza was upset, but then said she had forgiven her. Yeah. And then basically she pissed off everybody. The men were mad at her because like she had swapped over to their tribe originally, and they thought that she was with them when really she was like. A ride or die with Scout. I just think she played a, like a bad, not a bad game, just not a like a a competent game. Yeah, not a very like socially aware no. game. Yeah, she, for like, sure. Who's the least socially aware? It would be Twilight. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next to what people thought Eliza would be. Mm-hmm. Now I am interested to rewatch fans versus favorites and yeah. see what I think of Eliza now. Well, because Eliza and Amy return. <gasps> yeah, I don't. Need, I didn't even clock that. But it's a very different Amy from what this we season is. To yeah. Be. Yeah. That's so interesting because fans versus favorites, for those who've seen it, becomes a different kind of show mm-hmm. for the final four women. Yeah. Which is iconic to say the least. And I actually am very excited to rewatch that because we're getting close. Yeah. Um, do you have any final notes? Um, well just to talk about like the, the whole queer angle of the season. Oh yeah. Like you did bring up the family visit, which was interesting because you had Scout and Amy who brought their, their partners out, both women. Did you notice that the show did not edit in uh, shots of them kissing their partner? Yeah. That, yeah. There was like a, I think Mark Burnett might have commented on that as well. What did he he, say? I think it was like, oh, they, like, we just weren't ready or something like that. I can't remember. I read it like a a while ago, but I thought that was very interesting, especially when you also had, as you call her thing, Lean, Leanne. Oh. She brought out her, like, (laughs) her friend. Mm. And I was like, wait, is she a lesbian too? But I had no idea. I don't think she actually is. I think she's just kind of like quirky and that was literally just a friend I think the show to what you said uh, I it's a kind of weird way to talk about this but mm-hmm. with Twyla Scout Amy Eliza um, Leanne of course all these women are white mm-hmm. but they are such um, uh, dif- uh, not typical depictions of women, yeah. especially on Survivor. She's not. No. They're, they're not Heidi's. They're not Jenna's. No. These are like really strong female characters, and when you have one queer woman who's so like adamant in her playing, it gives this like general vibe to the mm-hmm. season that I found at least it finally clicked to me in Amy's final few episodes. I was like, oh, I yeah, get this. Is... I get that aspect. Now. Yeah. And it yeah. all leads up to, and I've told you about this like countless times, but like the episode that Amy gets voted out and she and Scout, like two queer women are voting for one another and both of their voting confessionals are so good. Wait, where, Scout is gay? Yeah. yeah. Oh. She brought out her girlfriend, Annie. 
Wow. Yeah. I so miss that part. Amy says to Scout in her, her voting, like, uh, Scout, you're pretty good at hiding your nasty side, but when your true colors come out, they're no part of any rainbow I've ever seen. <laughs> Very, like, ooh, she referenced the flag. And then Scout, hers was, uh, Amy, queens get dethroned, and lightning strikes a lone tree on a mountain faster than you think, or something like that, where yeah. it was just too, like, it was a little bit, like, goosebumping inducing for me, where, I don't know, you just never really see, like you said, these sort of complex women on this show up to this point like in such a cluster I completely agree mm-hmm. and I think I was driving the other day and I was thinking about how I think and I don't know the recent seasons but you've said this before and I've seen the conversations online mm-hmm. that the last few players are last eight seasons seven seasons are all male winners mm. oh my god yeah the recent seasons yeah, I mean, Sarah Lucina won season 34, and there hasn't been a woman since. I mean, I don't acknowledge her, but yes, yeah. I think... I think I pretend I do not see it. Yeah, but this... Up till now, and the few seasons that come later of that I know of, is female-dominated. Yeah. In editing, mm-hmm. cast, also, like, Hatch, regardless of his actual... Um, history, yeah. uh, like, as a queer player on the show... Like, the show had a first winner to be queer, mm-hmm. and then several female pl- players win the show. I just yeah. found that very interesting. Yeah. For a show that's now become so male-dominated. So male-dominated, and they try and make up for it in the edit by trying to include these, um, like, plot points where the contestants bring up, like, women in the game. Like, yeah. Women in the game never really find idols and play them, or women in the game are treated differently by Jeff and whatnot. So it, they, the edit is really trying to tell the stories of like women and minorities more but the winners aren't telling the same story no and I think the show I don't think it's tried to counteract that but I found it interesting oh god because I have one glass of wine and I'm like everything is so interesting it's really cool it's cool it's cool personal it's really cool it's my most personal album today I think um, I don't know if the show was losing its hetero male audience at the time Mm. but I can only imagine and I'm gonna say this as like a gay male like watching a show if I watched only men win I would be upset yeah so I'm trying to imagine like straight men watching the show oh my god like the the audience we've talked about many times before because there are many straight men of course who would be more than happy to see a woman win yeah but the American audience maybe the more conservative audience Mm -hmm. being like oh fuck like Another woman winning. Yeah. Like, can't have I, that. Know, I know Amber must have pissed off so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I just find that interesting. And I don't know if the show has tried to counteract that now. No. But they have. Yeah. Conversely. They, yeah. Exactly. Like, not intentionally, but there have been eight male players Oh, win. my God. I've had it. Yeah. I've Officially. It. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. Well... So. Overall, not the best season that the Survivor uh, franchise has seen. But pulls itself together. Definitely has its interesting moments and provides some good conversation topics. Yeah, I thought this was going to be an episode that was going to be 20 minutes long. I know. But we're now at minute 42 or whatever. Uh... But, and I also thought we were just going to like talk shit. But, no. yeah, it, was, it pulled itself together in the end. And also, my final note is there is... I hated all the challenges this season. They're very dumb. Mm-hmm. But there is the... Also, the winning of the cars. I can't wait for that to no. go away. Oh, like, I don't know when it, like, kind of stops being a thing. I can't wait. But the car curse is, like, something that keeps being brought up time and time what again. What do you mean? Like, if you win a car, you don't win the show. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Because Rob owned the car. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think that the curse has not been broken yet, but I could be wrong. I, could be I wouldn't wrong. want the car. I don't think I would want it either. If I if I got it, I would sell it. Yeah. Like, it. and it's not that I'm anti-car. I don't know where we stand on we that. We here at TTV are firmly. As I was saying, I was driving the other day. Um, I just, yeah, I hated the car thing. Mm-hmm. I hated all the challenges. I sent you the my video of that one challenge where they had to carry the two people oh my through God. the rope. Yeah. <laughs> I was so upset by not it. Not the strongest challenge uh, season at all. They were throwing the women. And all the pigs as well. That was so dumb. We can just leave the pigs be for now, guys. I don't think we really need to rope them into all the challenges. Eliza finds her pig, and then there's the catch a pig with the stripe. Mm -hmm. I was just, I'm happy that if the show has regressed in its um, uh, portrayal of women on the show, which I think it needs to fix, obviously, Mm -hmm. it did fine-tune production. Yes, (laughs) and for sure. Or maybe it didn't, because I know, I think a lot of people... Mm think it negates the character stories that we're seeing. Yeah, there is a conversation to be had about like how the show has maybe sacrificed these quieter human moments for more like strategy, finding idols. Yeah. Idols and flip a coins. Yeah. And let's get more advanced there's Exile Island right there. So I think that maybe they have sacrificed a lot of that um for... human pull to the players um to bring in more of a gameplay thing. Which you know, you can either love the show for that or you can call it out if you don't like it. I hope when they finally get into production for season 41, they have a lip sync assassin. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Bring back a former winner <laughs> to lip sync to the theme song of Survivor. We're, I'm going to ask this and it's completely off topic, mm-hmm. but we don't know how to end these episodes. So yeah. I am going to ask you, how do you want the show to progress after season 40? I would like a little bit of stripped back gameplay where I think... I, I see too many advantages. Like, I see too many powerful hidden idols and super idols and um, exile islands and uh, edge of extinctions. I don't need that many things in play at once. Yeah. I don't need all the balls in the air at once. I just need a good, need a strong cast. <laughs> um, because I will say that the show has, in the last few seasons, even if the winner has not been good, there has been a couple of seasons where the casting has actually been fantastic. And I'm like, this is... As long as your cast is strong, then your season can still leave a mark. Yeah. Yeah. If your cast isn't there and if you're bloating it with unnecessary twists, I'm not going to be there for it. Don't you think Winners at War was a bit of both? Because I thought Mm -hmm. the cast was great. Great, yeah. But it was so bloated. So bloated. And I think, you know, you have Edge of Extinction, which... Uh, gives you a good look at players that got voted out early, like Ethan had yeah. that great thing, and you really kind of feel bonded to these former winners, which is great, but it also takes up so much airtime from what's happening in the real game, quote-unquote, where all of a sudden you don't know who's working with who. Yeah, I agree with that, mm-hmm. and I think they can fix that. I think, also, I might want to see them get back into not the theme elements mm-hmm. of it, but just also production-wise, with COVID, I'm interested to see, because they were just about to start filming season yeah. 41, like yeah. literally the week before uh, we were put into quarantine. Yeah. And I don't, like, there's the rumors about Big Brother All-Stars happening and however that works. Fiji. <laughs> Big Brother Fiji. Yeah. I just want to see both an interesting casting choice. I think thematics are fun. I like a theme. Mm. I don't know if you'll like the themes that they're coming up with lately. Uh-huh. You've got like millennials versus Gen X. You've uh-huh. got 
David versus Goliath, aka a tribe of Davids versus a tribe of Goliaths. Oh, Stupid. Because yeah. Sashin thought, like, Dumb. where did they hire? Did I tell you this? Where he's like, no. how did they cast only people named David? David? And only people named oh my God. <laughs> We're looking for you if your name is one of the two. Would love. I would actually kind of love that. Like David A, David B, David X, uh, Lisa R. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find that interesting. But oh god, I have to stop. I have one glass of wine. No, we're gonna do a compilation of. I find that I find interesting. interesting. Um, I just would like to see the show evolve because it has lasted so long and yeah. it's, it's, um, in argue like arguably either gotten better or not. Mm-hmm. That's up to the audience to decide and how you feel about the show. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of notes of production being involved True. in the current seasons. True. And it does feel like they're very not involved in the newer seasons. Mm-hmm. They just kind of let things play out. Yeah. Um, I will say that we're going into season 10 now. So I'll give you a small tease. Mm-hmm. It's in Palau. If you tell me to find that on a map, I don't know if I could do that for you. Okay. But beautiful location. Very dumb twist off the beginning. And as a hint, you've seen seasons where certain tribes have a hard time uh, winning challenges at the beginning. This season takes that and just stretches it to the most, the most. Like a, a tribe not winning at all? Well, I'm not going to reveal that wow. to you right now. You're just going to have to wait and see. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. And that's my tease for you. And that's the end of the episode. Thank you for closing that off beautifully. No problem. I'm just going to walk out of your apartment and slam the door. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks. Um... This was great. Yeah. Yeah, this was good doing it in person. Can you leave? I can, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cheers to that. Bye, Josh. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.